I'm Jordan. And I'm Donnie. And this is a podcast about the stuff in our New York City apartment. How we find it. Where we put it. And why we're into it. Welcome to Apartment 26. So before we get into this week's episode, we have to do a thing that we've forgotten to do in past weeks. Ah. So this is news that's not really news anymore because it's super old. (laughs) We made an apartment tour video Uh for people who have seen lots of our show notes pics but are really confused about where certain things are in relation to each other. (laughs) So we do a whole walkthrough from the front door all the way back around, kind of. <laughs> um, and that I will link in the show notes in this episode. It's also a highlight of our Instagram stories, if you mm. follow us on Instagram. If you don't, you should, at... APT26Podcast. And you can start using hashtags like... Hashtag APT26Podcast. And hashtag Dinosaur Court Corner. For real. <laughs> The for real isn't part of the uh, hashtag, though. Correct. Just Donnie's Decor Corner. Yes. Also, it's on, like, the show notes website mm-hmm. on the same page that you can, like, that we link to all of the different places you can listen. Mm-hmm. So. That's that. It's not as exciting as I made it seem, I suppose. But we hadn't told anyone about it on the podcast, so now it's out there on the podcast. If you want to see the full geography of our apartment, it is in the internet now. Is this video just like in the midst of the show notes? Or is it its own separate? No, it's its own separate. There's like a specific page on the show notes website mm-hmm. that's called Look and Listen. Mm-hmm. And it's like links to all the different podcast apps. That you can listen through, like oh, cool. Apple Podcasts yeah, yeah, yeah. and Google and Stitcher and stuff. And that, excuse me, I've also um, linked the video there. Great. And our Instagram, if you're confused about how to get to apt26podcast on Instagram. Yay. <laughs> so yeah, there's that. That's available. Great. Um, but this week, we are returning to a theme that we've used previously, hmm. which is stuff we've bought for the environment or with some sort of eco-sustainability thing in mind. Mm -hmm. It's our third installment. It is our third installment. And so this includes some stuff that we've had for a long time and Mm -hmm. we've been using, and then also some stuff that we just like got for Christmas. So various different levels of use at this point, but I feel prepared to talk about all these things, I think. Great. Yeah. I mean, same. First up. Do you want to start by uh, reviewing your eco toothbrush, your bamboo toothbrush? Sure. Yeah. You use one too. I do. I was the first user. The only reason you're using a bamboo toothbrush is because you like to throw out your toothbrushes and you're like, hey, do we have any extra toothbrushes? (laughs) That is true. That is how it works. Uh, Yeah. I think they are the same as regular toothbrushes. Pretty much. The first time you use them is a little off-putting that they are wooden or wood feeling. Feels a little bit like having uh, a popsicle stick on your tongue Mm. so once you get past that weird feeling if you have weird feelings about it i don't know um it's pretty much just the same i like them they're fine yeah the reason we're doing this is because bamboo is compostable 
And I, I don't know, when we were thinking about doing eco stuff and sustainability, I realized that one of the places I'm just kind of like throwing plastic away is toothbrushes mm-hmm. because you have to switch them out. You can't keep them. It's too much. Correct. Um, and you, you're actually a very good switcher outer of toothbrushes. I'm not as good as you are. Also true. so i bought these on amazon they're like 10 bajillion different bamboo toothbrushes you can get i'll link the ones that we have i think they're fine um but basically for end of life use um you can either pluck out the bristles because the bristles are nylon which means they can't be composted or you can break off the head of the toothbrush and throw the bristled part away and compost the handle. So I thought, because I'm an overachiever, that I was just going to real quick, like... <laughs> Pop off a couple hundred bristles. Yeah, just, like, rip them out. I was using a tweezer, and I thought, you know how they come, like, in, like, little bunches? Like, they're, uh-huh. like, 10 or 20 bunches on a head. Yeah. So I thought I was just going to rip a whole one out at once. Nope. Um, because, actually, one of the complaints a lot of people have about bamboo toothbrushes is that the bristles fall out. Hmm. I didn't really experience that with ours yeah no and these bristles were not coming out i was like trying to pluck them out and eventually if i pulled really hard i was getting them out one at a time and there are like hundreds of bristles in the head of a toothbrush and it just like it wasn't working for me um so then i tried to break the head off and like i couldn't because it was on there really hard and i think ultimately i had to have you break the head off for me that's how it went down yeah and then I composted the handle. So, like, I did the best I could in that <laughs> scenario. There are apparently bamboo toothbrushes that have compostable bristles that are made out of pig or horse hair. Whoa. I'm not there yet emotionally. No. Um, so I feel good that we're using these and less plastic is going in the garbage. And that's the best that I can do right now. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Yeah, in terms of review, I mean, they're just toothbrushes. Yeah, there's nothing. This was a very easy switch. Aside from the fact that I haven't purchased a toothbrush in many, many years because I always just take them from the dentist. And now my dentist is really confused when I tell him I don't want a toothbrush. Um, But other than that, it's exactly the same. My life has not changed at all. Oh, and they come with little numbers etched on the handles Ah. because all of them look the same. And so now that we are both using the toothbrushes, you're number four and I'm number five. Oh, true. That is kind of useful. Yeah. Some of them have, like, different colored tips, Mm. too. We didn't get those, though. I think they were, like, a dollar more or something. Fair. Gotta cut corners where you can. (laughs) The toothpaste, however, I was not a fan of. Okay. Tell us about it. We Uh, were using David's toothpaste, which comes in a metal tube, which is recyclable, whereas the plastic tube that your toothpaste comes in is not. Correct. Um, it was, it just like broke down really quickly. It got like really watery. Yeah. It was not as thick as regular toothpaste, nor was it as sudsy. And in their marketing materials, they're like, your toothpaste doesn't actually have to be sudsy. And actually that's something I've heard that the act of brushing your teeth is more about like putting the bristles on your teeth and not actually about the toothpaste. Hmm. I mean, I'm willing to hear that and believe that, but not accept that. (laughs) I mean, so here's my beef. It was fine. There was absolutely nothing wrong with it. And if you feel really strongly about, like, recycling your toothpaste tubes, you should do this. Uh Because there was nothing wrong with the product. 
I am particularly brand loyal to Aquafresh toothpaste. This is true. Because I think it tastes the best. It's like the perfect minty flavor that doesn't assault your face. And I think that this David's toothpaste had an assaulting flavor. Wow. And it just, it had a bad mouthfeel. Wow. I do agree about the mouthfeel. I have never cared about toothpaste flavor. Um, I feel really strongly about it. And honestly, it was, this was one of those places where I was just like, I'm not going to be eco-friendly because I actually <laughs> sincerely enjoy using Aquafresh toothpaste and I'm not going to rob myself of joy to save a planet that will inevitably set on fire anyway. Mm-hmm. Aquafresh, if you're hearing this and thinking in one of your brand meetings, hmm, perhaps we should produce an eco-product. Yeah, I would love to buy Aquafresh out of a metal tube. The metal tube was not a problem to use at all. It comes with a little metal key to like... Twist uh, I remember it. the key. That was funny. It's, yeah, so that you can get everything out, which is very easy to use. One of my beefs also, though, is that every bottle of toothpaste, tube of to- every tube of toothpaste <laughs> came with a key. So if you were a loyal David's user, you would have, like, 20 keys by mm. the end of the year. It also went really fast. <laughs> I feel like we David, used... David, we don't like you. <laughs> we used more David's toothpaste than we do Aquafresh. And maybe that was a function of it being thinner and having a different mouthfeel, but... Yeah, probably. It went much faster, and so I could see us accumulating a lot of those keys, and I feel like that's wasted material. Like, you should have an option to either buy one with a key if you're a first-time user, or without a key, if you already have one. Yeah, I agree. It kind of makes more sense, too, to do it that way. I would imagine it would save them money, except that then every store would have to stock two versions, and maybe that was... I mean, I'm not, like, a consumer products expert. I'm just saying <laughs> that as a consumer, I didn't like that that was happening. Fair. So I'm not saying people shouldn't use it. Um, we got the rec from Whitney Lee Morris of Tiny Canal College. College? College. College? Cottage. <laughs> and I respect her recs. Um, I just personally didn't like it. Hmm. The reason we've been sitting on this episode for so long, we haven't done it, is because I wanted to report back on the bamboo toilet paper, which we touched on in our second Eco Products episode. Mm-hmm. We bought 48 rolls of it. Is that correct? Yeah. Not because we necessarily wanted to. It just came like that, right? You can buy smaller boxes, but it's cheaper to buy the bigger one, I think. Ah, yes. You can buy like eight rolls or you can buy 48. Yeah. So in that way, it makes more sense, especially if we're going to get something shipped to just like do the damn thing yeah and so with tax we ended up spending 52 dollars on 48 rolls of bamboo toilet paper Uh and they lasted us 39 weeks wow which is a dollar 33 a week Mm -hmm. and previously we were spending a dollar a week on toilet paper so i think personally that went great yeah feel great about it also, it would have lasted longer had I not dropped that brand new roll directly into the toilet while I was trying to point it on the toilet paper holder. That is true. It did happen. It's very funny. <laughs> it was really devastating at the time. But it was also like the middle of the night. Yeah. A lot, a lot went wrong in that scenario. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the reason also that we held this, besides wanting to fully report back on our whole box of bamboo toilet paper is that we are now trying the same brand who gives a crap, but their other product, which is recycled paper 
toilet paper. Mm -hmm. So whereas the bamboo one was treeless because it was made of bamboo, this one has no virgin trees in it because all of the paper used to make it is recycled. And I'm doing this because we are doing this. Because I read an interview with their CEO saying that this is technically their more eco product because no virgin materials go into it. I would say we've used only one roll so far, right? This is like kind of new to us. Um, It is a few dollars cheaper. I think if the um, 48 rolls of the bamboo one was $52, I think like 48 rolls of this one is like 49. Wow. Yeah. Um, so not like a significant cost savings, but there it is. Maybe if it lasts as long. Yeah. And I would say that using it has no discernible difference. No. But when you pull it off the roll. It's really bothers you. Yeah. It doesn't come off the roll as clean. You get like those little danglies, you know, where you don't rip a whole sheet. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. It doesn't really bother me. You feel nothing. I feel nothing. You would prefer to use the recycled paper one because it's cheaper and more eco-friendly. You don't care at all. I don't care at all. Okay. But if it's cheaper and maybe more eco-friendly, then yeah. Hmm. I was contemplating going back to the bamboo one because I find the ripping thing to be like a real usage problem or like a like a user experience issue. <laughs> UX error. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe, um, I mean, we have... 47 more rolls of this so that's not a decision i'm gonna make soon and maybe i'll just get used to it and i'll adjust my ripping technique Hmm. and if not we can always go back because i really do not care i think they have a similar butt feel boom i said it (laughs) (laughs) um and the evenness of the rip doesn't offend me either way that's fair also though just like in terms of this product and this brand overall really like it didn't even think that i was gonna like having bulk toilet paper Mm. um which is something that i've been deterred from for a really long time like every time my mom comes here she tries to buy us like 12 rolls of toilet paper from Rite Aid, Mm -hmm. um and i'm just like where are we gonna store those blah blah blah. but really we just like put them in the closet and it's a non-issue and it's really emotionally relieving to not have to buy toilet paper every week. Huh. I find. Yeah, I mean. I feel free. You feel free. (laughs) Also, the reason we made this switch initially um, was mostly because we were trying to cut down plastic and each of these rolls comes wrapped in paper. Ah, And I like that aspect of it as well. Like everything is recyclable, both the paper wrapper, the paper box, the cardboard box that it comes in and the cardboard like tube guy boom so really like this product would recommend them can't go wrong no matter which one you pick do they have others they have just like regular ones so now they're doing tissues and paper towels <laughs> i remember you saying that neither like, which we need because we, we have reusable options but these are their two toilet paper products the mm. recycled paper and the bamboo it's cool yeah who gives a crap check them out for your butt but now you nose too <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this one's mainly you. So next we're talking about deodorant. I started using Jordan's old deodorant. I previously have always just been an Old Spice bro dude and (laughs) have just always used it. I think I've used the same, like, scent, I suppose, (laughs) which is weird to say because it's, like, not cologne. It's just deodorant. 
now that I use, so now I've changed. <laughs> now, now that I started using the scentless deodorant, it was a little weird that a deodorant should have a scent. Point being, I used the same Old Spice scent for, I don't know, a long time, probably since, uh, definitely since moving to New York. I just do like the Old Spice Sport. Was an issue. But then Jordan started using the scentless natural deodorant stuff, and I was like, oh, that's like intriguing. And she wasn't smelly, and I was like, oh, that's even more intriguing. It actually worked. Because you hear like horror stories about it not working. Yeah. Um, and so now the Jordan has switched. I've started slowly breaking into her old one. I still, especially if I'm having like a rushed morning, if I'm on site at a school or a library somewhere, I'll usually just slap on the old, old spice. <gasps> I didn't even know that. You were a cheater. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> but if I'm working from home or if I'm able to have like a lazier morning, I'll put on the other scentless natural deodorant. And I think it's pretty fine. I haven't done any of my like workout class classes with it. So I'd be curious to see how much you can like withstand that kind of stuff. But so far, I'm into it. But why did you switch deodorants? Why am I now using your old one? Give us a scoop. So this saga for me actually started over a year ago. I was trying to come up with a pun about the little spoon, but it's also just a scoop. It is a scoop, yes. Yeah. The jar has a little scoop for you to scoop with, and I was trying to put the pieces together. Anyway, to Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) So over a year ago, I had a devastating situation, like I think a lot of people have had, where I literally ruined a piece of clothing, like, irredeemably, because my deodorant rubbed off on it. Like, ah, I do remember this. cannot get it out. And I was just using, like, Dove or whatever was $3 at CVS, you know, like, whatever. Um, and I was, in that moment, I was like, this has to end. I can't do this anymore. And so what I actually started doing was using spray deodorants, not the ones that you get in like an aerosol can because at this point I had already kind of like started getting the inklings of sustainability but (laughs) ones that have just like the spray top Hmm. like the um vaporizer top no well vaporizer aerator top you know what I mean (laughs) no you don't I don't but I think it's funny vaporize them (laughs) it's just like a spray bottle (laughs) um I tried two of those. I really wanted them to work really badly, but I was hella smelly, let's be honest. Mm. Like, it just Mm. wasn't working. Um, To be fair, you try them in the summer, which is a particularly smelly time in New York City for everyone. Yeah, but, like, you have to be not smelly all the time as a human, you know? Even though, like, it's the summer, you can't just, like, reek all the time. Mm. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah, so I really wanted to make them work, and it wasn't working. And so I started looking around for some other solid options that were sustainable, but also maybe would make me smell less bad. Who knows? I found via Package Free Shop a product from a company called Meow Meow Tweet. Whoa. One more time. (laughs) Meow Meow Tweet. (laughs) And what I really liked about it was that it came in a compostable tube. So when you were done using the product, you just threw your tube in the compost because it was cardboard and like vegetable inks or something. It smelled really nice. I think I got like eucalyptus lemon or something. Um, But the problem I had with this one was that it stopped me from smelling. But when you rubbed it like out of the cardboard tube in the same way you would use like a plastic tube deodorant, Mm -hmm. so much deodorant came out. Yeah. 
and it was so overwhelming and it was getting all over my clothes and I was like this is what I didn't want <laughs> this is my nightmare um so then actually wreck from my mom wow. my mom has been using natural deodorants for a really long time actually not because of sustainability but because she is like afraid of aluminum and deodorants which actually is fair when they found out that aluminum like gives you cancer or something and deodorants they should have stopped putting it in there but they didn't yeah so um she recommended schmitz which is the one that you're using ah cool thanks indy um my mom uses the charcoal one out of the tube and really likes that but what i decided to do was get one that comes in a jar because the jar is glass and you can recycle it and they actually take back their plastic lids if you save the plastic lids and you send them back five they'll send you a free jar of deodorant so liked that about them and then I got the fragrance-free one because my skin is really sensitive. Like Donnie was saying, it comes with a little scoop in the top, kind of like when you buy like an Italian ice or something. Mm, it is like that. Um, because it's a pretty solid product. Mm-hmm. And so with deodorant that comes in a jar, what you do is you scoop it out just like a little bit. And then you rub it in your armpits. This is weird, kind of. I feel like most of us don't really think about, like, your hands making contact with your deodorant. Mm -hmm. But actually, I really liked it because it allowed me to, like, really get the deodorant in there. And then, like, it doesn't rub off on your clothes because you've rubbed it in, like, lotion, you know? Mm -hmm. Is that an experience that you also feel? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't know that I... I just sort of do it. Uh, (laughs) But I will say... When I started using it, and part of why I started only doing it when I was working from home is because I was pretty skeptical that it would get all of my clothes. So I was just doing it with, like, clothes that I would work from mm. home in, like, things that weren't as nice. And now I've kind of gotten over that fear. In part, I think, because of the rubbing in, because it really does just, like, I, like... It, like, absorbs. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say soak in, but I don't know. That's why it absorbs. I mean, it is very, like, lotion-y. Yeah. Like, it reminds me of, like, it's like a coconut oil... Mm. kind of texture too when i was doing coconut oil for my beard hashtag dinosaur core corner um <laughs> which has also just become a wellness slash lifestyle <laughs> space <laughs> um, but it reminds me of like that texture like yeah. just gets soft and lotiony and then it's gone um so yeah i've enjoyed using it so far yeah i really like this product i don't smell um and it doesn't get in my clothes however it does give me a rash mm. And that is not a failure of the product. Um, a lot of natural deodorants have baking soda in them. Mm. And that is something that some people are sensitive to. And obviously, because I have baby skin, I am sensitive to it. Right. I would have continued using Schmitz, but they don't make a baking soda-free um, formula. The fragrance-free one is kind of their like gentlest formula. So I passed it on to Donnie because it's a good product and he can use things I can't most of the time. Yay. And then I circled back to Meow Meow Tweet via Package Free Shop because I knew from my previous searchings that they had baking soda free formulas and that they had products that came in jars. And before I was afraid to buy the product in the jar. But now that I was adept at using the jar deodorant... I decided to go with Meow Meow Tweets, baking soda-free, fragrance-free product in the jar. Mm-hmm. And it's the same 
texture really is the one in the tube and I just rub it on like the Schmitz and it works really well. And so what I think actually, if we circled back to the original tube deodorant, if I had just like used my finger rather than applying the tube directly to my armpit, that deodorant probably would have been fine as well. You know what I mean? I think I was just mm. using like too much deodorant and not rubbing it in. Mm-hmm. So don't rub it in. <laughs> I'm using the fragrance for your own right now and I'm really liking it and everything is going really well. So I'm going to stick with that. Um, but yeah, I would not malign the tube deodorant. I think it was user error. It's fair. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I don't smell. And also now that I rub it in, it doesn't get on my clothes and all of that is great. Now that you've talked about the silly designs, um, yeah, yeah, tweets, this is your lip balm too, right? Yes. Saw uh, lip balm on the list of Segway, and I was like, what are we talking about lip balm? Because I still just use Burt's Bees, but we found out you can send Burt's Bees back their tubes, which is exciting, potentially, and probably what I will do, because I'm brand loyal. But you started using Meow Meow Tweets. So I, yeah, when I ran out of Burt's Bees the last time, because I was also pretty brand loyal to them, um, I thought, there must be a better way to do this as well, because... Burt's Bees comes in a plastic tube. Mm-hmm. And so I started looking around and I am using Meow Meow Tweets now because of their compostable tube. And it's a really big tube as well. There's like a, a lot of... Tube, would you say? A big tube. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, lip balm in there. I think I'm also... I think I'm using eucalyptus rosemary. It's wow. nice. I don't have beef with it, but I will say that as a person who's brand loyal to Burt's Bees, which is a very waxy lip balm, this lip balm is a little soft for me. Mm. I was going to try some other sustainable products with compostable tubes, um, and then they were sold out. (laughs) So that was annoying. Bastards. Um, And so then I was like, okay, Burt's Bees, it feels like time for you to make a product that, like, is also sustainable. Um, so I was looking around their website and their lip balm comes in tins, but they say that the tins aren't fully recyclable either for reasons I don't really understand. I also, unlike deodorant, don't like when you have to put your hands in your lip balm Mm. because you use lip balm all the time and you can't just be like walking down the street in New York City with your hand in your lip balm, like rubbing it on your lips, you know? Yeah, I do. We had the, uh, ones you made in the tin for a while and I used them, but I used them pretty sparingly for that reason. Like I really only use it, actually I used it in my hiking like my day hike bag because i only used it when i was like up in the park and knew where my hands had been if i was like out in the subway or at a school like i wouldn't really apply it the way i would something out of a tube yeah i made some lip balm in a bees class that i went to at the botanical garden which was cool but um yeah i just don't like that method of applying lip balm but then as part of that process i found out that through TerraCycle, which is a larger recycling company, Burt's Bees will take back their tubes and recycle them. Hooray. So you basically just fill out an online form. They send you a free shipping label and you return them. So I also bought some more Burt's Bees. Mm. I like the original and only the original. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm currently using vanilla bean, which we got as a gift, maybe for my folks. I don't know. But we had two things of it that we had down there along with there's like some pomegranate floating around for a little while so i've been using all the off-cut flavors and i've actually come around to vanilla bean i usually only go for the original but it's not too bad 
I feel like they have a different texture though. And what I really like about Burt's Bees is the very solid texture of it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to, I guess, probably like amass like five or so tubes and then send them back so that we're not like wasting shipping on just one tube of empty lip balm. But yeah, um, that's I'd... our plan right now. I would be open to trying other products, but I think while Meow Meow Tweet is a totally fine lip balm, it's not the one for me. Hmm. Cool. Got three things left. It's a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to skip ahead. Wild. Okay. I'm going to go to reusable cups. Okay. So I'm going to go to it in part because it was one of my New Year's resolutions to only use reusable cups in coffee shops, which have been going great at work. I have a little thermos that a mother of a student I worked with gave me says uh live every day like there's no tomorrow on it <laughs> in five different kinds of fonts i love it very much um <laughs> but i just clean it at one of the schools uh it's a, the school where i started i was a ta i'm still there two times a week on site so i just clean it and keep it in a little space i have in the art room of that school with some of my supplies um so it just lives there but if i go out with some colleagues there or if I go for a morning coffee, if I'm having a particularly rough morning and just need not uh, staff lounge coffee, I'll bring that. And that's been great. Then I bought a reusable mug for home and have also been aggressively saving money to pay off some student loans that I've had for far too long and have not bought coffee uh, <laughs> while working from home so that I don't have a review of. Well, I also got a reusable um, like Tumblr for this purpose because yeah, we've been talking about this for a while. Like mm -hmm. every time we go out to get coffee, because I would say actually like the majority of our plastic use comes from that sort of stuff being from out. From our caffeine addiction. Yeah. Like grabbing coffee or like ordering food or something like that. You know, it's like a very yeah like gut check moment. So I became a backpack person over Whoa. Christmas, which we're going to discuss in another episode. Backpack Jordan. But I figured it could be like a cute vibe to have a tumbler that I always keep in my backpack mm -hmm. so that at any given moment I'm ready to whip it out and fill it with coffee. <laughs> so I got a swell bottle. Mm -hmm. I have a swell bottle at work for water, but they also have one. I think it's called the Traveler that has a really wide mouth. And that way you can like pour stuff into it rather than just like getting water from the fridge. You mean a wide mouth like a Nalgene? Yeah, actually I did think about that and it is really stressful and difficult. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm doing well with it, I would say. I'm like trying to adjust my mindset around it and just drink really slow. Mm. <laughs> um, but I have used mine and like it a lot. I used it in an airport at a Dunkin'. Ah, yes. Um, wow. That feels like a particular life goal to me. I remember you told me that. I was like, wow. <laughs> Maybe it makes sense that Dunkin' would do it, but something about that. Well, I think one of the barriers for a lot of people about making this move is like how kind of awkward it feels mm. to be like, um, excuse me, will you please fill up my tumbler that I brought? Thanks. Yeah. But really, I think, A, most people just sincerely do not care. Yes. And B, this is like something that's in the zeitgeist now. People are doing this, and it's a really easy switch to make. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I'm sure you're not the first person who's ever asked, you know? Yeah. Um, 
I've read actually kind of a lot of tips about this. And I would say that like, if you're stressed out about it, go somewhere you go all the time where you like know people and you can just be like, hey, I'm doing this thing. Would you mind like mm. filling this up? Yeah, start small. Yeah, but also I think sincerely no one cares. I also specifically got a 20 ounce tumbler because like, I like a large coffee. And I didn't want to be getting less coffee while also saving the environment. Huh. So <laughs> that was just me. There. But yeah, I, I mean, I love Swell's products and I'm really glad that I got one of their bottles for this as well. It's like, I drink iced coffee year round. So the coffee was very cold for a long time. Like I bought mm. it in New York and I finished it in Boston and it was cold the whole time. Mm. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Cool. That's about it. I have an allergy. Been using an allergy. We'll probably use an allergy until I die. Uh, but that's just for water and occasionally. Yeah. What brand is the um, one that you bought? You just got it at Target. Yeah. I think it's called like Aladdin. Mm. Just like I can go get it right now. Hold on. Okay. We're holding on while Donnie goes to get his reusable tumbler so that we can accurately tell people what brand it is. That's some great uh, filler. Thank you. You were faster than I thought you were going to be as well. <laughs> uh, it is Aladdin, yeah. So I imagine it's probably just like Target brand, but it was 16 ounces. Yeah, I remember looking with you as well, and when you got one of those 16 ounces, I was like, oh, that's fine. It looks much smaller than mine for some reason, but it must just be like a shape thing. Yeah, mine is shaped more like a mug, which I wanted, because I should probably stop talking. You should talking get much closer Far away from the mic. Um, I wanted mine mug shaped because my vision, it just lives on my desk. It's like a work from home thing. And that's it. It is BPA free, stainless steel. I prefer hot coffee. It's supposed to be able to keep things hot or cold for like, I don't know, three hours or some shit. So like, if I haven't finished the coffee in three hours, <laughs> I'm like, probably not going to finish it in that day. Um, yours has like a, a sippy lid too, which is very, um, common among these sorts of things mm. and like useful for drinking the coffee but i wanted the swell bottle because it has a screw on lid and i wanted to be able to like carry it around in my backpack and stuff and i wanted to make sure that it wasn't gonna um like spill yeah so that makes sense that was what i was going for soap dishes soap yeah dishes. so this is a christmas thing <laughs> as well um, we previously owned one soap dish and it was for the shower. I think we covered that in one of our last episodes as well. Probably. And it was when we switched to bar soap in the shower. Hmm. Or actually, no, remember it was when we got rid of the shower caddy because I've been a bar ah, soap user yes. for a long time. The shower caddy. Yes, but it was when we eliminated wow. the shower Ages caddy. Ago. That was so long ago. Revolutionized it's space. different life. Jeez. Um. Let's pour one out for the shower caddy. <laughs> Did we talk about our Grove.co order on the podcast? So a long time ago, also kind of like maybe this summer, we made an order from Grove.co because Young House Love is sponsored by them. Um, And also because they were the only place we could find bulk bottles of Mrs. Meyers dish soap. Ah, yes. And we really love Mrs. Meyers soap, both for our dishes in the kitchen sink and also for our hands in the bathroom sink. But it felt silly to be constantly just buying soap dispensers. So we found bulk soap, and I would say there are probably like four or five bottles of soap in each of these things. Yeah, they're pretty good. And yeah, that was going well. Um, 
But also, I thought we could do better by getting bar soap. <laughs> and we're already people who like bar soap. That's true. So, Which is its own kind of threshold, I think. Well, okay, so this is why there's this like caveat to the soap dishes thing that is handmade soap. Because I had a discussion with Dylan at Christmas where he was like, I don't know how you can use bar soap. It's like when you go to a hotel and you put the soap on your body and then you walk out filmier than when you went in. Hmm. And I was like, no, you have to get like bougie handmade like artisanal bar soap. And then you came home for Christmas and you were like, let me tell you this thing that I just learned about bar soap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to tell the people the thing? Or should I? Is it that I missed it? Yeah. I missed it? Yeah, I did miss it. Um, you said you had used like a not as nice, like just like a dove and did not like it as much as your like handmade uh, craft fair bar soap. Yeah. So I'd previously gone to the podcast and said, I thought soap was soap. And then... Went home and used just whatever soap my parents had, which is a very nice soap, but bottled soap. And Oh, I didn't realize that it was bottled soap. I thought it was a different bar. No, it was just bottled soap. Oh, okay. Yeah. I misunderstood the context. See, it's good you're telling the story. Yeah. And so I used it, and then I was like, wow, this is actually very different than the soap I paid someone for at like a craft fair. And I had previously said I didn't think they were different on the podcast. And I'd like to uh, amend what I said and apologize to the lady who sold me the craft soap. <laughs> um, Whose soap we did rep on the podcast and obviously will rep again for yes. this situation. And the name of it, I forget right now. I could stand up and get it, but... <laughs> <laughs> we already did that once this yeah. podcast. Um, the point being, I, after that moment, became uh, bougier than I thought I had been <laughs> in missing my craft bar soap. <laughs> But yeah, so I would say that if you're not a bar soap person, maybe try like a more artisanal bar soap. But I really like it. I think it lasts a really long time, which is actually why I switched to it the first time because I was tired of running out of shower gel. Um, So I asked for some soap dishes for Christmas, which would facilitate our use of bar soap. Mm -hmm. We have not started using the bathroom one yet because we're not out of Mrs. Meyer's soap yet. Mm Mm-hmm. So that is on hold until the Mrs. Meyers soap runs out because we're obviously just not going to just like throw good soap away. (laughs) However, I also got a soap dish for the kitchen and I'll link both of these soap dishes in the show notes. Um, They're both very cute. I like them a lot. (laughs) I don't know. You can't really like review a soap dish. Like it just 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 is. Um, Does the thing. The the one in the kitchen has a little spout, which is kind of nice because then it doesn't get like wet yeah i feel like number one for a soap dish is water drainage because Mm. otherwise your soap is just sitting in water and becoming like gross and mushy yeah and so i bought both of these soap dishes with that in mind but the reason we did that was because we got a solid dish soap bar yes which actually fun fact is also a stain bar Mm mm-hmm so actually what we did was we got a stain bar because we ran out of Zout or Shout or whichever we were using. Whatever it's called. And we were using it as a stain bar as part of like our laundry stuff. Uh-huh. To preface, we are not currently just eating bleach off of plates. This is like made out of... Yes, out it's of. a sustainable product that is made out of saponified coconut oil. Wow. So... Suponified. Saponified. Saponified. Like soap verbed. <laughs> you know 
I do now. <laughs> um, so I, I Googled it because I was interested. It turns out that soap is basically just a fat and an alkali. Uh-huh. So you can use any fat, which is why coconut oil can be saponified or like turned into soap. Mm. And then often people make soap with lye, um, which is the alkali. And the combination of the fat and the alkali like renders them both neutral. So the lye is like no longer dangerous once it's bonded with the fat. And then they become like triglycerides, I want to say. Wow, we're just talking science. Yeah, really I mean, look this here. up yourself. But essentially, do your own research. I was trying to figure out like why is this saponified coconut oil different than me just rubbing coconut oil on stuff? And it's because like the addition of the alkali changes the chemical compound that creates soap. Hmm. So this bar is 100% saponified coconut oil. A lot of stain bars, at least, include saponified coconut oil. Mm-hmm. And basically, you just wet. It's like a block. You wet it, and then you rub it on your stain, and then you do your laundry. Yeah. That was going fine. I think we had a perfectly fine time with the stain bar. Um, it did not get a nosebleed out of the handkerchiefs, but I feel like that's, like, a little too much of an ask. Huh. And every other thing I've used it on has been fine. Yeah. Then we went to buy a soap bar, like a dish soap bar. Mm-hmm. And it kept being sold out, and it was really devastating. Like, it would, we would get the email that it came back into stock, and by the time we went to buy it, it would be sold out again. Crazy shit. And so I looked up what it was made out of to see if maybe... We were getting all this stuff from Package Free Shop. We really like Package Free Shop. Yeah, we've talked about them probably four or five times on this episode alone. <laughs> they should be friends with us. Um, <laughs> so we looked on... They list all of the ingredients of their products, which is really nice. So I was looking at the ingredients of this product to see what other similar products were out there. Because I know that there are a few of these bars. Uh-huh. And I read that <laughs> dish soap bar was 100% saponified coconut oil. And I was like, wait, this is the same. <laughs> so we decided to take our stain bar from the laundry basket and put it in the kitchen soap dish. And we've been using it as dish soap. Yep. What are your thoughts? Uh, it's fine. <laughs> I think it works, but it is going fast. You've noticed. Yes. So, thought one. I think it works really well as soap. Um, I had read a few reviews. <laughs> thought one. It is soap. <laughs> <laughs> I read a few reviews of various soapboxes that said that some people felt that their um, dishes came out filmy. Mm. Much like people complain about bodies and soap. I don't experience that. Yeah, no, I think it's pretty fine. It's very comparable to the liquid dish soap we were using. Yeah, by fine, I don't mean like grainy fine. I mean like it works. Yes. Just to be clear, because it is possible that like an ego product could be kind of like grainy. So. But yeah, I think it's the texture of soap. I think it washes off our dishes, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I had read that one block of dish soap is to la- supposed to last like two, three, four months. That's not happening for us. No. I have two hypotheses. Okay. One is that, does it last four months for people who have dishwashers? Probably. Two is the actual soap block was much like bigger and denser than the stain bar. The Mm. stain bar was thinner. So if we got a soap block, which we have since ordered, Uh would it dissolve slower because there's less, like, surface area exposed. You know what I mean? Guess we'll find out. Yeah, this is my hypothesis, that maybe if it were bigger, 
it would last longer, but also that it will never last four months because we wash every single one of our dishes by hand. No. But also, I feel like our liquid soap went by pretty fast because we wash every soap every time we wash every soap by hand because <laughs> we wash every dish by hand. I mean, that's true. We had two bulk bottles of dish soap, and those are basically all gone now. We actually stopped using our dish soap a little bit early because we also put dish soap in our cleaning products. Mm, so the true. rest of our bulk soap is going toward cleaning products. But like, we use a ton of soap. Yeah. You have to wash it. You don't have dishwasher. So, sorry. I started a sentence as if I had more to say. <laughs> and then I realized that we don't have a dishwasher, period. is like all there is to say about that situation. It doesn't get any more complex than that. <laughs> so, yeah. I like it. I don't know how it's going to cost out. I think we need to use it a little bit longer before we can start talking about costs in the same way we talked about the toilet paper. Yeah. But I like... I like the execution of it. It's not weird at all. No, I don't think so. And we'll see. We'll report back in part four how the block makes a difference in terms of longevity. But we'll see. I don't know. I think we should go through soap fast. A lot of dishes clean. We do a lot of cooking at home. Do a lot of coffee drinking at home. Hence my not using the reusable. (laughs) We just have like a lot of shit to clean. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of Apartment 26. For more info on the stuff we talk about on this episode, check out the show notes linked below. And follow us on Instagram at apt26podcast. See you next time.